Here we go. Hi, this is Interviewed by Isaiah with Isaiah Lucky Simpson and my very first guest, Miguel Vargas. Woo! Hello. So Miguel, can you tell us, well, now we know your name, can you tell us your age and a very interesting fact about you? Um, I'm 17, I'm about to be 18, interesting fact, um, I managed to say yes to everything music-wise. I can't turn it down, everything's a hard maybe, but hard maybe is just yes. Most of the time it's no, Wow. I well, won't turn down a thing. Well, speaking of music, that was one of our very first topics for the day, so thank you for helping me bring that in. So, I feel like everyone who's listening to this is someone who goes to East Bay Arts, so Miguel... How did music become such a big part of your life? Um, at first, um, okay, so when I first went to EBA, I was kind of like this loner. I really, like, I didn't talk to anybody. First two months, I didn't say a word. I just didn't feel like it. And, um, I slowly gravitated towards it because I'd been interested into it. But then I befriended, uh, you probably know him, uh, Jesse from Saturday Sessions. We became really close. And then from then, from then on, I started playing bass. And then I just got really hooked onto it. And ever since then, it, it's just, I've been super close to music. That's very, like, has music been one of those, like, creative outlets for you, as it is for, like, tons of other people to, like, where it's just something you can just, like, sit down and do for hours and, like, not even notice time oh, passing by? for sure, for sure. Whether I need to, like, release something, like, happy or, like, something angry or stress-related. I'll just sit down and, like, you know, play for, like, three hours straight and not realize that that much time has gone on. What do you think is, like, the biggest issue that you've had to deal with in your life and music was just there and it was, like, you don't have to worry about it because you know the music will help you get through it? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't, know, I don't know, being sad, I guess. Being sad, down. like, in your feelings over a girl, or is it just sad? Fuck, of, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> happens to the best of us. Um, okay, um, what would you say is your favorite genre of music? I feel like I know the answer, but... It's a mix. It always changes. It used to be metal, but I'm not really into it anymore. I'm more into, like, punk and candy music and stuff. I just really gravitate towards that now. I really enjoy it. So, I would like to know, are you in a band at this moment? I'm in, I want to say three confirmed. Three confirmed, because two of them, uh, we have accounts and we're like ready to like, start playing once quarantine is over. My main band, uh, we've been playing for, I've been there for about a year. We have a single and everything, we, we play shows. It's very fun. If you want to plug in your band name, do it right now, you have the chance. <laughs> Follow at Sheepover uh, CA. Uh, we'll follow back probably. We we're gonna release an album sometime, like around now, but we got delayed because of quarantine. Well, you guys, after quarantine is over, get ready for that fucking banger album from Miguel's we're so band. Going on tour too. Yes, but yes, then shit yes. got canceled. Uh, shit. Speaking of quarantine, um, so I know you're a big fan of wrestling. You've been a wrestling fan for a very big majority of your life. How did you get into wrestling? Like, who introduced you to wrestling? I'd say my older cousins, because they were super into it. They had all the figures, all the games, just everything you could think of. And I thought that was cool and all, but I didn't personally gravitate towards it until I was about, I want to say six. 
because I was uh, sadly in a hospital. I was very ill, and they had a PS2, and they had Here Comes the Pain, and I played that for hours and hours upon end. And by the time that I had gotten out after playing it for several weeks, I started watching it, and I just fell in love with it. So, as a child, what was like your favorite match or like your favorite wrestler to go to? And you were like, "Mom, mom, look at that man on the TV beating the crap out of people." Probably Kane. Kane was one of my all-time favorites. He's just this quiet big guy who beat the crap out of everybody. He and that's that's, that's Kane for you. Okay, so we're gonna bring up the man who shall not be spoken. Um, I oh. think we're we're talking about. The Crippler, um... The Crippler, oh... Give me your take on him, man. As a wrestler and as a human being. Okay, as a wrestler, the greatest technical of all time, in my opinion. He... His moveset was very modern, even in his time. It was super new. And even still now, it's still super, like... Um, I don't know. It's just something... It's a mix of old school and modern that I just really enjoy. Super technical shit. Um, as a person, huge yike. Huge fucking yike. And it's sad what went down. Sorry if I'm not supposed to curse. But, oh man, what a tragedy. Um, for the people, predicted it would have happened? For the people at home who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about this very great wrestler, one of the best of all time, Chris Benoit. He, one day, for God knows why, he killed his wife and his young son... And then killed himself. It was a very big tragedy for all of the wrestling community and even people who knew him personally within that community. And it really hit home until people found out what he did and there were really no big reasons behind it. And it's still a very big mystery today. Wouldn't you say that, Miguel? Yeah, and I think the crazy thing about it is that the police knew what happened within the first hour of discovering the crime scene. And WWE didn't release a statement until three days later. They had already done the tribute show. They knew everything. They just didn't say anything. I think it's kind of weird that they kept it quiet. Because, like, do they really think they're going to keep it under wraps of how they passed? Do you it's think... Would you say, knowing how Vince McMahon is to a certain extent, obviously we don't know the man, but would you say him keeping it quiet was a big idea of his part? Well, I could see why he was trying to keep it quiet, you know, one of his bigger stars just, you know, murdered his wife and child. That's possibly one of the worst things he could, like, he could have done. And he probably did it for a financial and business reason. But still, even when the people would have found out or if they wouldn't have, it still would have, like, popped up and surfaced. Because it was a huge news at the time when it happened. Okay, so we're going to not be sad anymore about wrestling, but we're going to bring it to the light. Um, what would you say is your favorite year of wrestling? Whether it was like returns, it was the, because of the matches, because of the shows. What would you say is your favorite year of wrestling? <laughs> it's my favorite year. 2011, probably. 20, yeah, 2011. 2011, and why would you pick that year? So, uh, probably the summer of punk starting, and that was just my favorite thing ever. Dude, I was such a freaking mark for punk, man. Even, like, when I saw that he came back on Fox, I was like, no, no way. And, like, I remember uh, I found our, my friend Matthew. He was, like, spamming me. He was like, check the TV. I was like, bro, I'm not home. I'm not home. And, like, I rushed, and then I, like, 
checked it out, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, man. I, I hated Punk initially as a kid, but then I grew to, like, love this character because I was like, wow, he's such a great freaking heel. If he can make me hate him that much, he's freaking amazing. And then when that Summer of Punk hit, I, oh, man. Oh. Dude, that was... That was awesome. Um, would you say the pipe bomb is still one of the best promos to date, even it being so far back? Dude, with all the name drops, oh, definitely. It's one of the best. He just did not give a shit, man. It was just... Oh. Breaking the fourth wall on that one. Um, <laughs> who would I you mean, say... He said it RO... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, he named up uh, NJPW and uh, ROH, which is unheard of from WWE. They were basically unknown companies to the WWE brand. Would you say still CM Punk is your favorite wrestler, even with the tiny kid inside of you? Um, he's among my favorites. Not my favorite favorite, but he's among. Because that's what this is. What my next question is. I have two actually. One, who is the goat of wrestlers to you? And then, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers of all time? Oh, that's a very good question. That's pretty freaking hard to answer. Who is the GOAT, in my opinion? Uh, can I come back to that one and just put my Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Alright, okay. A Mount Rushmore would probably be Kane, obviously. CM Punk. Fucking, who would I put in my second spot? There's so many guys I could put in my second spot. Okay, Pac slash Neville. Fucking love mm. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. I put, uh, like, when I like first discovered watching his videos from, like, compilations of, like, PWG back then, I was like, holy shit. Is this real? Is this freaking real? Ah, I just loved that crap. And then the last one, um... Probably Rob Van Dam. If not him, Rey Mysterio. Wow. That's who I put. So we got Kane... CM Punk, Pac slash Neville, and Rob Van Dam. Wow. I have never <laughs> heard. That is the most underrated Mount Rushmore I've heard in my entire life. Um, Miguel, how do you feel about like the state of wrestling right now with no fans and WWE and AEW still currently? I haven't, I haven't watched anything of recently with the no crowd. I don't know. Without like the pop or the sounds, I can't get behind it. Like, personally, I know a lot of things happening right now. Like, I'll check it out on YouTube, but I just haven't checked into it. Do you think them still putting out shows weekly, constantly, pay-per-views also, is the best idea? Or do you think them taking a break throughout, like, this summer of quarantine would have been better for them? Financially, it's a great idea for them to keep on going, but that's because of money. But they have enough money to keep talking, to, like, just take a break. I mean, look at all the other major sports going on. They're all taking breaks. So, like, putting on this till probably like at least September. And they're doing fine. Not fine, but you know what I mean. They're, they're doing well. Um, and they could certainly take a break. I think we have to talk about one of the sadder days of recent history. We have to talk about Black Wednesday when at least 30 uh, wrestlers, producers, staff among of the World Wrestling Entertainment were released for reasons that are technically still unknown. weird very weird i kept seeing the uh, like a notification like updates on like instagram i was like another guy another guy i didn't think Ryder was gonna get released 
Oh I man. He's he for him to get passed up so many times for releases and then seeing him finally get released on this one, this was like his fifth time skipping it. It was really weird to see like him and Hawkins. But Yeah. Hawkins I expected is, Hawkins though. But like Ryder, I didn't expect that one because he's been with the company for so long. He's kind of just one of those guys that you just expect to always be there. That is that is very true. So Miguel, we our next topic is who did you did have you ever been a kid who was like I want to be a wrestler one day? And was there a match or a certain pay-per-view, a show that inspired that to come out of you? Or was it just like you watched it for so long, you were like, I think I can do that? It was the early uh, Triple H, like the 2009 Triple H and uh, Randy Orton feuds. That's what made me want to become a wrestler. Because here you have Triple H, kind of an older guy, a veteran, and he's trying to like stay up. And then here's this like smug, arrogant fucking Randy Orton coming in, beating his ass. And just not giving a shit. And I was like, oh my god. Storytelling. I that love was, it. That was a great, great rivalry. Um, and then when they had the terrible break-in. Oh man. Because like, <laughs> that, totally, that was totally his house. Um, totally. <laughs> would you say WWE is your favorite promotion of all time? Yeah. Because it's the one that I mostly watch. Makes yeah. sense. Um... So I I know by personal conversation that you watch wrestling at least from Japan. Um, how did not you often. not often? Yeah, no. but how? I, I know a guy. You should ask for that though. How is that like? How would how do you see the difference from Japanese wrestling to wrestling in America? A lot more treated like a sport over there, and it's actually a lot cooler because like. They're more engaged, but like in a, oh my gosh, look at them go. Not a, whoa, look at this guy. It's like over here, it just seems more over appearance than actual, you know, in-ring technicality. I keep saying technical. Very interesting. Okay, so we're going to take a step back and talk about your childhood because we totally skipped over that. So where, where, where did you grow up? Okay, I was born in Oakland, but I was uh, I I grew up half uh, partly in uh, Fremont, and uh, Fremont uh, weird, just very weird. How were the days in Fremont? Because I remember like even like wearing stuff, my sister would be like, "Oh, you're not supposed to wear this, like these certain colors in this certain part," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm like six, I don't care." <laughs> it was just very odd that specific part but i don't mind too much of it uh the craziest thing that i like knew that happened was that this guy got hit by a car right in front of my house and i think he died too it was really crazy how old were you when that happened i was like six wow i just saw mostly the aftermath and it was just oh man they shut down the road and everything and crazy thing about where i lived in that area like about two months after we moved away the people across the street, their house, they got murdered, and their house got burned down and robbed. Talk it's about very a, weird. Talk about a area. lucky move. Um, yeah. R.I.P. to the people you grew up across the street from. I didn't know any of them, but they died. That's for sure. 
Wow, that is trauma at its finest. That was obviously again. Next question: Did you ever have like childhood trauma that you had to really deal with? Not really. I never really like shit affect me like that on like a close deep level. No, shit happened, but nothing really like bothered me. It was not something that like ever stuck with you. It was like, oh, another person dead. Have a good day. Oh damn, they died. Yeah, it was kind of more or less one of those type of situations. And it seems heartless and cold, but it's just like, I don't know. That's kind of like how it was kind of like raised of like, oh, you're male, don't worry about it. And certain things. So I just didn't let shit affect me. So going from sadness to stupidity, what were some of the dumb things young Miguel did as a child, whether it was in school, on a fun weekend with friends, or even just in the house? Um things. Ah, now I just thought about my preteen years. We were friends. Oh man, it was horrible. We'd get high and then we'd do like a lot of like weird stuff because like we'd get not weird, weird, but you know what I mean. Like we'd watch like filthy Frank videos and be super heavily inspired to do shit like that. So we'd throw bottles at each other, get in, get up in trees and jump from them. Do a lot of weird shit. We'd scream at people. Oh man, we were just weird kids, man. <laughs> How would like, you we say sneak that? Sneak into school on weekends. Like, how weird is that? Who sneaks into school? After not <laughs> wanting to be there all week on the weekends, that's right. the one place you decide to go. How do you think doing the dumb things that you did as a child like helped you grow up? Like, do you think they do you think they truly helped you mold into the person that you are now, or do you think it was just something stupid you did on the weekends? Definitely, it helped grow mold who I am because it because over the time. Um, I've grown as a person, and now I see it as, wow, that was really, un- like, irresponsible and dangerous. Because, like, not only that, but, like, we'd race shopping carts, like, jackass mode, and just freaking shove the crap out of them. And, like, there was a lot of times where a lot of us could have gotten hurt or, like, gotten hit by cars. And, like, over the time, like, you know, mental growth, and just moved away from it. Yeah, that is one way you get hurt. Um, and learn. <laughs> how... How has school for you, specifically, changed from when you were younger to now? Whether it was, like, education or the people that you are around. Like, how has the environment or vibe for school changed for you over the years? It's always been more or less the same to me. Like, I've always been a lazy student. And I'll admit it, because, like, I'm really lazy. I always do the bare minimum. And even when I don't do that, I don't do jack. And, like, every now and then, it just keeps, it's an on-off pattern of me not giving a shit, like, grade-wise. And then me, like, trying my hardest to make up for it. And, like, I'm always like, oh, I'll change. But, like, now I'm my last year. I'm like, do I, can I really change after not caring for so long? So, as a kid, what was your favorite, like, Disney movie or just movie in general? Up. Up is, like, my favorite Disney movie of all time. And what about so Up? What about Up is your favorite to watch? Connection with the man, and then like when you see like <laughs> the opening scene, it's sad. But then you see that uh, this old calloused man opens up to a small child, so they could get back home, and it's just you know it's sweet. It's a good film. Does up has up ever made you cry, whether it was young or now? Yeah, but not now. It, it's hard to make me cry for like very many things. But yeah, it, it definitely makes me cry as a kid. That's that is a movie that I have talked to a lot of people, and they it hits home for a lot of people, especially ones who like 
deal with like losing their grandfathers and like or just having that one grumpy old man who never opens up to you because that's what he is he shuts down and doesn't want to talk to anybody but up is a really great movie as much of a fan as i am to not like disney it is one of those movies that is definitely up there i think i only uh, up is up there Uh, (laughs) i think the reason i gravitated towards it because uh my grandpa who was in mexico he's like a hunter so he does a lot of like on the hands work but like whenever i'd go like him and my grandma would treat me like a baby they'd baby me around and I just love that. And then he'd take me up to, like, mountains and stuff, like, horseback. And, like, we'd see cows and stuff. And it's just, like, it, it reminded me of Bob because, you know, old man, child, and then they're super close. Um, as a kid, did you ever have, like, that one reoccurring nightmare or just, like, a lot of fears growing up? Um, somewhat. I had this recurring fear of relatives dying, and it always be gruesomely when I was little. It was horrifying. Uh, the scariest one was w- like with my sister. I know, weird. I had these dreams when I was like four and a half, or almost five. It was like an elevator accident. It was so detailed, and like my mind just couldn't like take it. And then by the time I woke up, I was screaming for my sister, and I wasn't accepting that she was at school. And mom was like, "She's coming back," you know. And I'd be like, "No, she's gone, man." Ah, and like this would happen so much, and it was just super weird, man. Wow, talk about a mind fuck. <laughs> um, Very much. That is that is wild. Um, how is quarantine going for you at this moment? Like, I know we've talked on and off, and we had the little group chat of our wrestling fans, but like, yeah. how how is quarantine really like affecting you? I feel it's maybe affecting me. Uh, in a not a goodish way because I'm becoming more distant to like closer friends and it's just like I don't mean to but mm-hmm. it, it just happens I just forget um, I always become lazier and stuff and more distant like whenever there's breaks like even in summertime or like when school like there's like these two week breaks it just becomes super distant that is kind very, of like a hermit very understandable okay I have one last question and then we're gonna go back to your goat of wrestling. Alright. Has wrestling had the same impact on you as music? If so, why or why not? Um they both have their little indies, you know, indie wrestling, indie music. And uh what I've seen from videos, because like I want like at a point in time I really wanted to get into like indie wrestling. I wanted to train. I wanted to get in shape. It's still, I'm still like, I'm still like thinking about it because like I've been working out since quarantine started and like I've dropped a couple pounds and I'm just like, what if I actually try and do it once like quarantine's over? Because like I want to have a backup plan for music. If that doesn't work, I could do something else. And they both have their like little like niche crowds. And it's just really fun and engaging to see them. And uh, the parallels between them is, I don't know, they both get big and rich and then there's drugs involved involved very much so what i'm hearing is yes and no because i feel the same way like wrestling has been a very big part of my life and so is music but like there are just different emotions that catch you when you're listening to music and when you watch wrestling so i mean even like with like music like there's performances with like bands and it's kind of like um 
It's they have their like main band to top the bill, which is kind of like the main event, and then there's the openers and the pre-shows, and it's kind of like correlates. And I see it like that. It's just super fun. It's just like. That is, a, that is a great way to see music, <laughs> honestly. Oh, and guys, wait for quarantine to be over because Miguel and I and other people in the near future have some things <laughs> going on. We're not going to be super open to what it is, but... <laughs> We will, there oh, will be <laughs> there will be lots of people involved, which we can't do right now because six feet apart. We are practicing social distancing, which is why I am talking to Miguel on Zoom, which is great. Zoom sponsor us, thank you. Um, Please. I have one more little thing to get out the way until this interview is over, which has been very great. Thank you. Miguel, it's this thing that I would like to call the electric seat. You know, one minute, very fast-paced questions, very easy to answer. But before we get All to right. that, we need to make sure who is the GOAT of wrestling to you, Miguel? The GOAT. All right. Would it be basic here? Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. Wow. You've heard it here, folks. Bret the Hitman if, I, if it wouldn't have been him, it probably would have been Stone Cold. I loved his hard-hitting, uh, wow. hard-hitting style. Stone Cold? I even Cold. enjoyed like watching his like WCW clips when he was still stunning Steve. Stunning Steve Austin. Well, you heard it here, folks. If not Bret Hart, it will be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold... Stone Cold said so. Said I so. just got a bunch of other wrestlers coming to mind, too. Like Jake the Snake, and oh. then Taker at first. Oh man, all these wrestlers hitting at once. And then Arn Anderson, I didn't mention him. Oh, He's speaking, one of my too. speaking of Taker, have you watched the Last Ride documentary? No, I don't have a network. After this is over, I'm sending you my info. Because, dude. Impeccable. The first episode came out after Money in the Bank. It was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> it was great. But I heard some good things about it. Oh. But like in like YouTube has like this thirteen minute like preview and I'm like I'm not gonna watch it unless I'm gonna watch all of it. I can't just watch a snippet of it. It's something you definitely should get into, but we'll get up to that after this is over. Um back to the electric seat. One minute, super fast paced questions, really easy. And um uh, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Superhero or supervillain? Uh, can I not pick the middle? Uh, superhero. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Sun or rain? Sun. Indoors or outdoors? Indoors, all the way. Books or movies? Movies, can't read. Rap, <laughs> <laughs> rap or R&B? Uh, R&B. Middle school or high school? High school. And... Give me three words to describe yourself. Uh, 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 there we go. <laughs> so we got, uh, just a very long word yeah. that is bit, being able to be broken into three. Um, wow, thank you, Miguel. That was, that was something. Um, if you have anything to say to the people real quick, I'll let you have your time 
plug in some social medias, your band, whatever you want. Go for it. I'm not going to plug in, but randomly, before I left EBA, I was going to put uh, ramen in all the bathrooms. And I never had the chance. I was gone before I could. It's a big bummer, but I was going to leave them there. Well, you guys say thank you to quarantine because there are not ramen in our bathrooms. Like, well, I was going to flood, like, the toilets with all ramen so that, like, the school would just, like, be fucking, like, jammed with everything. Well, I kind of would have paid to see that. But, since we don't have time to do that yet, I want to say thank you to Miguel. Thank you to everyone who is listening. And goodbye.